It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. Hopefully, guys, this week is off to a great start. We are talking recruiting on today's edition of the show. Not necessarily going to talk recruiting in the sense of like individual players that BYU is targeting. Uh, for both their basketball and football programs, but actually going more broad picture. A great piece in the Deseret News from Jeff Call talking about how Mark Pope wants to go international with his recruiting. We'll talk about that on the basketball front, and then we'll also extend the conversation into the football front, do two different segments, talk about the, both major programs on campus at BYU and how they're going to go about recruiting going forward. And of course, we'll catch up in the final segment of the show with all the other news in BYU sports. BYU women's track and field continues to climb in the national range Kings having a great season. We'll talk about that in the final segment of today's podcast. A reminder for you guys, when you do get in your vehicle, plug in your smart device and tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you can always stay up to date with all the latest in BYU news with this daily podcast, which is proud to be part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And also check us out on all the major podcatchers out there, Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and also the brand new Himalaya Podcast app. It's a fantastic new feature, so check us out there. All right. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for April 23rd, 2019. Alright guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah as a producer and reporter on 1280thezone.com and also on the radio side of things. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. We're talking recruiting today. Let's start off with the BYU basketball side of things. Jeff Call from the Deseret News did a great piece that was earlier this week, I believe it dropped on Monday, uh, talking about recruiting for BYU basketball and what Mark Pope wants to do with the new head coach of the BYU basketball program and he said during his introductory press conference that yeah he does want to take uh his inter- his recruiting international. He wants to go and recruit target players and recruit play target and recruit players who are from overseas and bring them to BYU. I completely admire that um, sentiment. Him wanting to do that, and I think it's a great idea if it can be executed at a high level. Now, here's the issue. We've had other coaches on our airwaves with the Zone Sports Network, most notably Dave Rose, the former BYU head coach, who would know better than anybody having spent over 20 years at BYU in, in the recruiting game. He said that it's uh, the, the difficulty in bringing guys in from overseas is their proficiency in the English language. The TOEFL, Test of English as a First Language or some odd such is what it stands for, is the international standard language test for uh 
athletes coming from overseas and just even international students coming from overseas to American universities that they have to pass to be able to go. Uh, Dave Rose talked about with DJ and PK, speaking of David James and Patrick Kinahan, how the TOEFL, a lot of a lot of universities and programs can accept guys who pass the TOEFL at maybe a lower level and need maybe a translator, etc., to get them through school for the first little bit till they're fully proficient in English and can function on their own. It's not the case with BYU. They have to be fully functional, be able to speak English and be able to take classes, not have to have a translator. They have to be able to function on their own to go to BYU, according to Dave Rose. So that is going to be an impediment that Mark Pope is going to have to over Come. In this piece in the Deseret News, uh, Jeff Call talked to Dave Evans, who is currently the head coach at Wasatch Academy, a former assistant in BYU, Hawaii. So he's a guy who is who's very familiar with the recruiting um the recruiting strategy of a BYU or a, a church-affiliated school that's affiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Having worked at BYU-Hawaii, it has the same honor code that BYU and Provo does. He understands it, and he currently does recruiting in his own right to the high school level. Wasatch Academy, of course, is a boarding school that plays in a national and even an international schedule. And he goes all over the country. His team this past year with Wasatch Academy traveled more than 25,000 miles. I'd venture to say that 25,000 miles is on par more with what BYU football does in a season where they travel a lot versus what BYU basketball does in a given year. And I get that basketball still travels quite a bit. But he says he talked about... uh, recruiting internationally and uh, Dave Evans says that I was a college recruiter for several several years at BYU Hawaii. I'm just quoting from the story. I have relationships from with all, people from all over the world. Someone would call me about a kid then I'll watch him and find out about their basketball ability but also about their personality and make sure they'd fit into what we're trying to do. We try to figure out what we need and then we go find the right personality to make sure they're, and make sure that they're good kids. So Dave Evans really kind of takes a BYU approach to things. He doesn't necessarily have an honor code that these kids have to sign and abide by during their time at Wasatch Academy, but it's very much something that he's going after. Uh, Mark Pope, during his introductory press conference at BYU, said, we're going to cast, we're going to have to cast a really, really big net. We'll cast our net throughout the entire country and around the world. We have the capability here to do that. We have the resources to be able to go do that. That's something we're really excited about. It will take an inordinate amount of time and work to do it. And it will. It takes time and effort, and you have to go overseas. You actually have to make the sacrifice of the sleep and messing up your sleep schedule and getting uh, hours ahead and hours behind uh, what you go about with your sleep schedule. And if Mark Pope can make this work, he'll be successful at BYU to a very large degree because we've seen teams like Gonzaga who sit atop the West Coast Conference and they're losing a large chunk of their team. Their main contributors have all declared for the NBA draft. There's no guarantee that all of them will actually stay in the draft, but a number of them could come back. But they have gone international. They've recruited at a high level and they've been able to get guys into school that BYU couldn't get. Uh, There was a Russian forward that Jeff Call uh, quotes in this story who was committed to BYU, but couldn't pass TOEFL at a high enough level for BYU to get him admitted into school. So it's going to be interesting to see what Mark Pope can do recruiting internationally. Uh, it was a tidbit in this article from Jeff Call uh, saying that a source says that uh, that Mark Pope is going to go overseas, go to Europe this coming year, and he's going to ta- visit Lithuania, Serbia, and Spain in the next month to talk with prospects, I would assume, that he's been tracking or uh, people that he's heard from, etc., 
If he can get those guys into school and they can be difference makers, it opened a whole new door for BYU. But I think the international recruiting for the Cougars is very much going to be like it is here here stateside. I know a lot of people have complained that Dave Rose didn't really necessarily expand his horizons beyond Utah County for a time there. And I think that the thing that his thinking was, I don't really need to, I have guys here in my backyard that I can recruit that I feel feel like will be successful at this level. And they've been successful to varying degrees. And I think now Mark Pope understands, no, this has got to go both national. We've got to go all over the country, visit the best prospects, but also focus on our backyard. Wasatch Academy is bringing top level kids into their program each and every year. Bernardo Da Silva, a kid that plays at Wasatch Academy is signed with BYU and expects to enroll with the Cougars this fall. But I understand what I believe is that Mark Pope's going to have to both do this nationally, internationally, and also right here at home. But he has to be he has to walk a fine line, as it is with every other program at BYU. That honor code, the academic stringency standards, the, the, the academic standard that athletes that come to school at BYU now have to meet, it makes for a very, very tough situation from Mark Pope. So if he's successful going international and recruiting guys from overseas, from Lithuania, Serbia, or Spain, as he's reportedly going to visit this month, more power to him. I think that would be great because this is a, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is an international church. More than half the members on church rolls live outside of the contiguous United States. Well, it would make sense that if you can tap into recruiting internationally and use the reach of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that would be a help to BYU's basketball program. But there are so many restrictions right now on BYU recruiting. I'm talking about academics, the honor code, just the simple fact of the matter is they have, they have one less scholarship this year in recruiting due to the NCAA violations under Dave Rose's watch with with Nick Emery. It's going to make for an interesting recruiting period for Mark Pope as he tries to hit the ground running. And he's also doing this, like we've talked about previously, without a full complement of his staff. He's still trying to get those guys hired. Everything I've heard is the guys who are reported, and Patrick Kinahan, I believe, had the first report on this, if I'm not mistaken, is that Cody Fuger uh, is going to join Dave Rose's staff, as is uh, Nick Robinson from Seattle University. So there's there's just an interesting mix of of Mark Pope trying to balance yeah, both getting his staff hired, get them integrated into the system, the program at BYU, kind of re-recruiting his current players, finding out which guys want to be there, which guys don't, but then also hit the recruiting trail, recruiting trail excuse me, and make sure to recruit at a high level. So yeah, his staff, Cody Fuger, Chris Burgess, and Nick Robinson, if those are the three guys that are going to be his on-staff assistants, they're going to be helping in recruiting, the sooner he can get them hired, the better it would be for BYU recruiting wise, but we all know that the it moves slowly for the Cougars in terms of getting guys hired through the process of hiring at BYU, and it'll be something he has to deal with going forward. So we'll be keeping track of it, and we'll make sure you have, you have everything covered for you top to bottom, and make sure that you know what's going on in the latest with BYU recruiting. It's going to be very interesting to see how basketball does it going forward. All right, we'll talk more about this in the football sense of things coming up next. A reminder for you, though, real quick, it is baseball season, and the Locked On Podcast Network has relaunched the MLB arm of the Podcast Network. The Locked On MLB channel is something you guys should check out. You can be up to date with your favorite team in 15 
15 minutes or less each and every day. So check it out, guys. The Locked On MLB arm of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tell your smart device, just play podcast Locked On. Insert your favorite baseball team name here. Or if you have an inter- more of a national reach, you can check out the Locked On MLB show. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day. Hope you guys are all having a great day whenever you hear this. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast, your resident BYU insider. We just talked BYU basketball recruiting, and now I want to talk some BYU football recruiting. Of course, if you saw social media yesterday, a number of guys were on campus at BYU making unofficial visits to Kalani Satake's program, uh, checking things out. A couple of guys garnered offers for BYU. I haven't had a chance to watch film on the guys who garnered offers, so we'll talk about more of them in, in particular later on this week when I have a chance to do so. I want to sit down and watch some of their film on Huddle, etc., and get to know them a little bit better before I can really kind of break down what I think of them. But I wanted to continue our conversation on recruiting and talk BYU football recruiting, where I think Kalani Satake's got a good system of recruiting finance He's going into year four at BYU, really looking to rebuild the Cougars in the image that he had when he first came to BYU, and he's done a good job of it. We've talked about previously with our position review and preview segments is that a lot of these uh, a lot of these position groups at BYU are being led by young talent that Kalani Satake and his staff have targeted. They've done a good job in California, Arizona, Nevada. They've pretty much uh, made sure to hold on to the Western United States as really one of their footholds in recruiting. I know they've tried to make inroads into Texas, um, even some contacts back east, etc. And I think it's the right idea for BYU is to really identify where the hotbeds are for talent for you. And they've done a good job at identifying Southern California in particular. They have three or four coaches that have particular recruiting areas or recruiting responsibilities in Southern California. And it's a good job recruiting there. They've made Arizona a priority. They've worked in Texas previously. They'll continue to do that because how much talent annually that Texas produces in terms of high school football players who can translate to the next level. So I feel like the strategic approach that BYU has taken is beneficial, but they also need to be smart about going international when possible as well. Uh, we saw Bronco Mendenhall late in his career was doing a good job of going to Polynesia, recruiting guys, going to Australia, New Zealand, the uh, 
Tonga, Samoa, essentially all the Polynesian islands. And I thought that was a smart idea. At least go take a look. If you can pull out a guy or two from those islands each year, I think it's a great thing for you. American Samoa is probably the most advanced in terms of their football ability where they actually have teams that uh, play on a regular basis, etc. But you can find guys in Australian rules football and rugby down there in the Polynesia area in Australia, etc. that can be contributors for you, but you have to go and find them. And I know it takes a lot of time to do that. BYU has gone to Hawaii heavily under Kalani Satake, and that's kind of the first step uh, towards Polynesia. A lot of guys, you have to fly either from the West Coast or from Hawaii to get to the Polynesian Islands. But I would like to see BYU get back into recruiting Polynesia. We've seen guys like a former uh, BYU or Lavelle Edwards protege in Mike Leach up at Washington State. It seems like he's got three or four guys contributing each year who are guys who are straight out of the islands. Uh, he had a good job in terms of recruiting guys from Samoa, etc., and making them contributors. So I would like to see BYU try to adopt this international recruiting approach on a smaller scale as compared to what basketball does. Basketball is an international sport. It's an Olympic sport. It's all over the world. Wherever you go in the world, there are kids with hoops and basketball shooting it. American football, a little bit different. Uh, there have been some inroads in recruiting European talent as football becomes a little more popular in Europe, but I don't necessarily think that BYU should jump into that game quite yet. Maybe if you can go over there and evaluate guys if happens to be a coach that is going on an international trip, just make them go overseas and make it a world tour. Have them go check out every possible recruit while they're out there. I know it's expensive and it takes time, etc., but any recruiting advantage that BYU football can find is something they should absolutely try to use to use to just make that program better. We talk about all the time, and I've said it multiple times on this podcast, and we just talked about in the previous segment, with the academic requirements for incoming recruits that BYU football has, the honor code, the admissions office being an impediment currently, it sounds like, for BYU football, and even if you want graduate transfers and their ability to get into graduate school being an issue, BYU needs to find niches that they can use to their advantage in recruiting. They used to be one of the few programs in the entire country that recruited Polynesian players. That's a credit to Lavelle Edwards for identifying that talent base and utilizing it. Well, here's the problem. Every program around the country, I would guess that upwards of 50% of the programs around the country at the FBS level probably have at least one Polynesian player on their roster and it's not slowing down anytime soon. BYU used to be BYU used to be one of the few programs that went to Hawaii and recruited against the Rainbow Warriors. Well, every program is there every week of every month of every year. It seems like now. So if you can go places where recruiting hasn't actually opened up and mine it for talent, and I understand that it takes a lot of time and effort and the quote-unquote return on investment if you get one guy out of Polynesia for all the man hours it would take to get there and recruit, etc., and he comes to BYU and doesn't have a great impact, yeah, I understand the return on investment wouldn't be great, but what if that player is the next Hercules Mata'afa, who was a great player for Washington State? I understand he hasn't been healthy since he went to the NFL, but he was an all Pac-12 player, a guy that would have been an absolute beast for any program he lined up for. Why can't BYU go find a guy like that and hopefully benefit from it? I think it would be absolutely smart. But like I said, the recruiting aspect internationally for BYU football, it's on a smaller scale as compared to what Mark Pope is undertaking for BYU basketball. The nice part about BYU football, conversely, is you have uh, roster slots for 85 scholarships versus 15 for basketball. So you can take... 
a chance on a guy. We had uh, Herm Edwards, of course, the Arizona State head coach on the Zone Sports Network, not too re- not too far in the recent uh, past, and he talked about the fact he's like, I hate these long practices, and he was saying it more for the fact that his assistants, who are longtime college assistants, are used to long practices in college football because they're used to working with 85 scholarship and then up to 123 guys in terms of walk-ons on in a program, and he says they were used to working with all those guys and getting them all reps. And he said, we're not doing that. We're doing short practices. We're going to play roughly 50 to 60 guys at most in a season. So that means if you have 50 to 60 guys that are going to play in a season, that means there's at least 25. If you had 60 guys, you have at least 25 scholarship players who are quote unquote, not in the mix to start. Why not take an opportunity, a gamble on one or two guys who are from international destinations? Ziggy Ansah came from Africa. I'm not saying that you're going to have Ziggy Ansah pop up every so often, but go recruit internationally. If you have contacts, reach out to them and say, hey, do you have any guys that play sports that may translate to football? Speaking of rugby, Australian rules football, even bigger baseball and basketball players could translate to the football field. And if BYU can utilize that in the recruiting game football-wise, like I said, you need to find any advantage and every advantage you possibly can if you're Kalani Satake. So I think that he should look at the game plan of what Mark Pope is hopefully going to employ or deploy in terms of recruiting internationally and maybe do it on a little bit smaller scale, but take that opportunity. Go to Polynesia. Look at the European prospects. I know that Bronco Mendenhall, former BYU head coach, has started tapping into some of those European recruits, and they're starting to come over from Europe. We're seeing reports from the NFL about multiple players internationally who are making the translation from professional sports or playing other sports growing up to the NFL. What if BYU could go land one or two of those guys who is going to be an NFL guy and have them on the roster for three or four years? I think it would very much be a benefit to BYU football, but it does take time, effort, and money. And we'll see if BYU is willing to invest all three of those in something like this. So just some of my thoughts on BYU football recruiting in addition to basketball recruiting. Hopefully you guys understand. Let me know what you think. Hit me up at Jacob C. Hatch. would love to hear from you guys. You can drop us an email at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. And also follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Love to hear from you guys. Get your thoughts on what BYU should be doing recruiting wise. All right, we will come back on the other side, catch up on everything else and BYU sports coming up next. But real quick, a reminder for you guys to check out this podcast on the Himalaya podcast app. Fantastic new app, a lot of technology going into it. They're always adding new features, etc. I would encourage you guys to take the opportunity to check it out if you're looking for a new podcatcher that's the himalaya podcast app a proud partner of the locked on podcast network and locked on cougars more in a moment this is the locked on cougars podcast it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily source for all things BYU sports news. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. Please subscribe, rate, review the show, especially if you're a new podcast listener. If you're just checking out the new podcast, Sphere of Things, welcome on in. Thanks for downloading the show. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. And let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at, on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. You can follow me there, or you can follow the show at Locked On Cougars. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. But if you don't mind taking the few moments it does to give us that five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts, very much would be appreciated. All right, running down the other news in BYU sports for you. Uh, BYU baseball coming off that 2 and one weekend, that big series win at Washington over the weekend. They are now ranked in the top 30, number 29 in the National College Baseball Writers Association poll. Um, LMU is also receiving votes out of the West Coast Conference in that poll, so it's the first time BYU's moved inside the top 30 here. So congratulations to the Cougars who are 26 and 10 on the year. They're number 29 this week as well in collegiate baseball's national rankings. And then crazily enough, Boyd's World, which I'm not familiar with. I've been familiar with the other two polls. They're number 18 in Boyd's World, than that poll. So congratulations to Mike Littlewood's staff and his team continuing to do great things this weekend. Best of luck to them as they get ready for their weekend series at uh, Pacific this weekend. They're headed to Stockton, California. Big opportunity to pick up some more conference wins and continue to bolster that that record. And it'd be cool to see BYU. I really feel like they're a strong candidate for an at-large bid if they don't win the West Coast Conference automatic bid this year. But each and every win, especially during conference play, is going to be critical to the Cougars as they continue to build their RPI. Last week's series one was really big going to to Washington and wing on the road twice along with the one loss. Another ranking that's just been awesome to see is the BYU women's track and field team. We mentioned it in the open today. They have moved up to number 11 in the most recent U.S. track and field and cross country coaches association. You know it is the UT, USTF CCCA national rating index that was released Monday. Moving up nine spots in the rankings from number 20. So congratulations to the women's team. Uh, the men's team is currently ranked number six. They remain in the top ten. They moved down two slots. The women's team is their highest in-season ranking since 2009. It's been a great year for track and field. We mentioned yesterday that 32 athletes had qualified with NCAA regional marks. It's just awesome to see that. Uh, currently, the women's team boasts the top-ranked 800-meter squad, 1,500-meter squad, and the 3,000-meter steeplechase squad. So congratulations to those three teams. Lauren Ellsworth-Barnes, Erica Burke-Jarvis, Whitney Orton, and Andrea Stapleton-Johnson have combined for a total of six individual marks that rank top 10 amongst the NCAA women this season. Season. Just an awesome season to see women's track and field moving up in the rankings. The men's track and field has the 3,000 meter steeplechase, 10,000 meters, and decathlon squads sitting atop the event rankings by the USTFCCCA rankings. Connor Mance currently leads the NCAA with the top 10,000 meter time this season at 28 minutes, 18.818 seconds. So just awesome to see what BYU men's and women's track and field is doing. But congratulations to women's track and field. They have gone from unranked this year to number 11. They're on the cusp of the top 10. The men's team remains inside the top 10 themselves. So awesome to see that and best of luck to them as they continue to build towards the NCAA regionals and also national championships later on this spring. Alright, there you go. That's the podcast for today. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Catch up on everything going on in BYU sports. Um, we need to talk about this at some point. I got some numbers a while back about BYU's athletic department revenue and it's a lot more than you might think. 
Bank. And we'll talk about that at some point this week. We'll also talk about some of the new offers from BYU football this week. Catch up on everything going on in BYU sports like we normally do. Thanks again for joining me, Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast that covers all things BYU. We will catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for April 23rd, 2019. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day